Why, hello there, all Woo fans. Welcome back to Wrong Opinions Only for a little bonus episode this week with your hosts, Justin and Kayla. And we're going to give you a little bit of a quick review on Doctor Strange. That's right. We're going to be reviewing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So let's get right into it. All right, so we didn't see this film together, but we saw it pretty close. I think you were a couple of days after me. Overall, what did you think about this movie? I thought overall it was good. It really brought a lot of different elements into it. I'm a fan of the Doctor Strange character. It brought a dark side, a little bit of a horror element, which yes. was fun. But I did have some issues with it and some things I thought they could have done better. I got to say, I went into it not knowing anything about the plot, really stayed away from spoilers. Um, and first of all, I was surprised by like the plot of it. Like, honestly, I I felt like the film was a push for America, the character America, yep. than like what it was furthering with Doctor Strange himself, um, which was surprising to me because I thought this was kind of Wanda versus Doctor Strange show, which it was in bits. Um but it I was liked more it. of honestly, it was more of a Wanda movie than a Doctor Strange movie, in my opinion. Yes. And I definitely will say I didn't I think it's important to watch WandaVision prior to, but I didn't see any like I didn't see Loki ahead of time for this for like a multiverse understanding. I still feel like I fell, you know, followed along pretty good. Yeah, I watched Loki right before I saw this. It added just a little bit of context to the timeline aspects, if you go to the different multiverses, how it impacts the overall timeline. But there were no real direct connection. It was just more of a high-level overarching theme that it touched on. Yes. And uh, I got to say, Sam Raimi, who directed this film, of course, infamously directed the Star Wars, or Star Wars, so <laughs> Star Wars on the brain from this week, um, filmed the Spider-Man films, which... If you're a Tobey Maguire fan, you like those trilogy, um, you know, that's where it comes from. And it made sense to me. Honestly, I forgot while I was watching it. But afterwards, I go, I was telling my brother on the phone, I go, there's some real goofy moments in this film that were like cheesy, like cheesy yeah. lines. I, I kind of was like, oh, okay. And knowing that it was Sam Raimi, like, yeah, that now it fits totally with my understanding. Like the cheesy lines are kind of the motion of the different characters like you know when they were jumping through the multiverses i mean they were paint at one point yeah that was pretty cool um that like kind of gave me some vibes of everything everywhere all at once where yes. just all the multiverses are so crazy so i'm glad they touched on okay it's not just a different version of you or a different actor playing the same character in a multiverse but some are just so out there where you're just a can of paint Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I the char the characterization of America Chavez, I wasn't familiar with her. Didn't know really know her from the comics. I knew her look, like the jean jacket look and like the star power, but I didn't really know what it was about. So I was surprised to see that she was such a main feature of this film. And obviously the film is setting up Young Avengers with Kate Bishop from mm -hmm. Hawkeye. You have Yelena Belova from Black Widow. Um, you have... I think there's going to be like a couple more. There might be Monica from WandaVision. Yep. There's going to be like a few different, you know, people, young teens or like young adults in this next film or series. So that is kind of one heart I had with the film. It just felt like more of a vehicle for America Chavez than Doctor Strange. And honestly, 
I didn't really buy the relationship between those two. Mm -hmm. I didn't, the chemistry wasn't there for me. I didn't see why she had such a trust in him, especially given that the previous version of Train of Strange, you know, backstabbed her at the very last moment to try to save the multiverse. Because right. again, he's so analytical. He doesn't care about anything or anybody else. He just has seen every op option that could happen and he knows what the right move is. So at that moment in the previous multiverse, he chose it to take her power to save it from essentially getting to Wanda. So she comes in with a level of distrust already. And by the end of the movie, oh, yes, I trust you. I know you're going to be there for I didn't I didn't buy the whole arc by the end. Yeah. First of all, I thought the ending was super cheesy when she's been struggling this whole film with understanding her power and yeah. controlling it. And Dr. Strange essentially gives her a pep talk and she just suddenly As has power. Yeah. And suddenly has an understanding of how it works. That was pretty cheesy. Um, I will say seeing kind of like the pride pin she had on her shirt before she even talked about her moms. I was watching the film with my sister and I looked at her and I was like, I just kind of gave her a look and she just knew she just nodded her <laughs> head. And I was like, yes. Okay. A queer character. I'm in. Um, it was an interesting story. I did make a joke about how she's like training at the end with like the Dr. Strange. Yeah. I forget what they're called. Um, and I was like, is she going to rescue her moms? Like what if they're on like some hellish dimension? Like we don't know ultimately where they ended up. I think her character arc is always like searching for them in some way, mm -hmm. but I'm like, couldn't you like a couple times a week, maybe check a couple multiverses, just see if they're in there. They just like stuck. I mean, poor ladies got like vacuum sucked in, <laughs> you know, who knows where they are. They could be paint cans for all we know, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a little ridiculous. Like you said that she couldn't control this at all, the whole movie. And then at, at the end, after a, just trust yourself, you can control it. I know you can. You got us to where we needed to go. And she's just like, oh, yeah. Thanks for the words of wisdom. I'm going to create this specific spot in time for Wanda to see what she's doing and then close it up when I want. And she just had full control after that moment. And we're, I was like, okay, come on. Yeah. They're like, okay, we got to wrap this up and get her going to the next thing and Dr. Strange to his next thing. I will say that I don't know how you feel about Dr. Strange. I remember going into that film not knowing his character. And I watched it late, like after quite a few years when it came out. And when I saw it, I was like, I love this movie. Dr. Yeah. Strange is awesome. And I, I did hear that, you know, he's very similar in personality to Iron Man, like kind of the. Yeah, he's the wise cracking asshole who's selfish smarter guy. than everybody else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It makes you aware of it type of attitude. Um, I mean, you get something at the beginning when he's, kind of like sad about his life as far as his romantic relationship. Yeah, which, by the way, hold on for a okay. second. I haven't rewatched the first Doctor Strange in a while, mm -hmm. but I had no memory of like this big, long-lost love that he had with Rachel McAdams. I remember her as a character vaguely, but I don't remember like their love being a through line through that movie. It seemed kind of thrown in here and forced a bit. Yeah, I, I don't feel like their chemistry is really good. Um, she was a character that had no real story beyond like he had this bad breakup with her. And then at that one point in the first film when he's like floating outside of his body and she's trying to save him. Other than that, like, no way I, I'm ready for him to find another person because there's just nothing there other than it being a delight just to see Rachel McAdams generally. Yeah. She's amazing. And I want her to have more of a role. At least in one of the multiverses, she was like the lead scientist that was uncovering everything and had a pretty significant impact. But it was pretty much just a ploy to say, oh, at the beginning, 
this long lost love, he's never going to be able to get over her. Let's throw this in here so that we can set up later in the movie this kind of push and pull between them because he's like, we're never going to get together. And she's like, well, you're right. We're not, but let's do this little back and forth action for a few multiverses to see what happens. Do you have a favorite like Marvel couple? Like my favorite yeah. would probably be Iron Man and uh, Papa. Yeah, Papa. I just love their dynamic. Like Papa, like he's Papa an Pig. asshole. <laughs> she knows it. Like she gives him shit too. Like I just love that dynamic. Like you know, man, best uh, relationship in mm-hmm. Marvel. I I don't even know. I'd have to like really <laughs> sit down and and think about it. Yeah, Any Tom other Holland's Zendaya is fun. I like their chemistry. Zendaya Who? and Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, they're great, but they're also dating in real life, right? So yes. that's, it's a little different. But I, I think everybody that is I did on not, Spider-Man dates the person that's their Mary Jane. So. I never liked Hulk and Black Widow. Never liked it. I way preferred the Civil War or Winter Soldier tension of Scarlett Johansson and Captain America. Yes, that's Chris, one. Like that I, made sense to me. I liked at one point, but that never really got to that. They just level. always wanted him with his first, you know, original love. But oh, there is Thor and uh, Natalie Portman's character. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm excited to see yeah. where that lands. I, I thought Natalie Portman was gone out forever, so to see her come back and you know, Thor's been horn dogging it this whole time. So I'm curious to see Thor, what... Love and Thunder, baby. Exactly, like I'm how that's gonna that. work. The way um, they do the Thor movies is always a little bit more comic booky yes if that makes sense so it's more fun to watch while still hitting some of the main plot points yeah absolutely let's talk about wanda because we both saw wanda vision uh, i think we watched it actually together i it was interesting the way that wanda vision ended is obviously she had devastated a whole town held them captive blah 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 but she had kind of had this like self-realization of what she did so it was pretty jarring to have her just be this murderous villain in the film. I know that the uh, book had changed her. And so that was kind of like what led her to that. And I know that throughout the comics, she's not always a good person. She kind of has those like psychic episodes, right? Um, Where she kind of snaps in this one. I love the horror antics of it though. When she's chasing them and they're just like running and she's like limping and all bloody chasing them. I mean, that was just hilarious. Sam Raimi. Yeah. They had to find a way for her to become the Scarlet Witch, right? Mm -hmm. Which is just such a badass character. So when she is basically inhabiting her body from another multiverse, uh, what's the terminology they use there? Like she's uh, dreamwalking, dreamwalking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's dreamwalking into her old body. So she's not feeling the pain. She's going for the jugular. I need to find them. I need to make sure they can't stop this. I need to win. So the body she's inhabiting is the one that's walking through all this broken glass and getting drowned and fought and just back and forth is going through all this nonsense. So that's why at the end it's like a limping leg, but still she's just powering through. And I have to say the, you know, bringing in the Illuminati with those characters was everybody knew something like that was going to happen. You had Professor X as a voice in the trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. They only had a few minutes of screen time, and of course, uh, John Krasinski played uh, Mr. Fantastic there, which was interesting. I've heard some complaints on his characterization. They 
a lot of people just saying it didn't feel like that was a good portrayal of Mr. Fantastic. Yes, but it's also a multiverse, so yes. who knows if this is going to be the Mr. Fantastic exactly. they use. We don't even know if he's going to... I know he's the one that most fans have been behind, but we don't know if he's actually going to be him. I and think it's almost like using the fans to throw him in this movie to give him a little something, but then actually the real Mr. Fantastic is going to be somebody completely different down yeah, the Yeah, we'll see. I mean, notoriously, those films have not done well, so we'll have to see if they actually get made. I think they just lost a director recently, yep. so we'll have to see. Um, I just, you know, Wanda and Vision, even separately, they're so powerful. It's kind of like Captain Marvel. Like, it's hard to put them in certain scenes because of their power. I mean, Wanda just plowed through the Illuminati like they were nothing. She's that powerful. So it's yeah. It's hard to have this Uber villain not actually just destroy everyone because she's that powerful. I mean she can create she can make, you know, entire worlds. So it's just they did it I think I thought they did a well a very good job, you know, kind of blending that that power and the power of everyone else, right? Because Doctor Strange is right up there with her. Yeah, but I think she's more powerful than yes, Strange. Yes. And she they kind of show her off the rails this whole movie. There's no real compassion till the end. So it, it switched on a dime so quickly. You think she was an Avenger. She was on the good guy's side. WandaVision happens. Maybe she's going, you know, off the walls a little bit. But she's completely on the other side where she is now just murdering children and people in different mm -hmm. multiverses. It seemed like too drastic of a move without building the character enough. That being said, I was rooting for her hardcore <laughs> when she just obliterated the Illuminati. Mr. Fantastic, let me just rip you apart like a freaking string cheese. Oh, uh, you have... Oh, Maria Rambo as Captain, as Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah, yep. as Captain Marvel got beat down. You had the other uh, Captain Haley America. Apple's character, yeah. Yeah, who just throws the shield right back into the stomach. I was like, oh, that was a badass death. And then our man, <laughs> our <laughs> Professor X. I mean, listen, if you follow the pod, you know we are huge X-Men yep. fans. I mean, to a fault, one could say, with some of the films that have been pushed out. But it was just so nice to see his face, even though it was like a horror movie. That was such a jump scare <laughs> when Wanda killed him. Um, it made me super excited for, please give us more X-Men films, please. Um, I don't know what is in the works, but if that was a teaser, like I'm totally in, give it to me. I'm yeah, excited it was, to see what they do. It was. Uh, I thought it was really cool how she dismembered them after they were completely like, "Oh, don't worry about her. It's fine. You're the one we need to worry about, Doctor Strange, not Wanda. What's she gonna do to hurt us here? Oh no!" And then she just goes in there. Yeah, that was that was a sore point for me. I'm like, what? It was when Wanda was chasing them, and they all turned to look at the door for like what felt like ten minutes. I'm like, how are you guys not still running to get to that lock? And then, too, like you said, the Illuminati paying no mind to Wanda, trying to make her way to them, Dream Walk to them. They were just yeah, worried about Dr. Strange. Yeah, and then Mr. Fantastic going, uh, like, one of my favorite scenes is Black Bolt, which I'm not really familiar with that character until the movie, where essentially it seems like he can just whisper and... Uh, you know, uh, yeah. use the sounds to just obliterate people and, you know, turn them into dust like he did strange in that multiverse. And Mr. Fantastic going, Wanda, calm down. We can have Black Bolt over here whisper in your ear with his mouth and you're, you'll be gone. And she just goes, what mouth? 
and immediately he no longer has a mouth. He tries to talk. Bam, blows off his own head. I was like, that was a badass move. Go Wanda. Go Scarlet Witch. You know what? Find this girl. Get her powers. You deserve better. (laughs) You deserve better. Oh, come on. Poor innocent America. I mean, yeah, Reed Richards just totally the smartest guy in the world and really dropped the ball there. Um, Yeah, the dynamic of all of them. At the end, Wanda, you know, realizes the dark hold is dangerous. She realizes her kids are better off with the many multiverse versions of herself and had to kind of accept that in this world, she doesn't have them. And so she sacrifices herself in theory, right. Um, by destroying the dark hold across all multiverses and you don't, you know, she's kind of crumbled in the, um, ice throne or, Citadel, whatever yeah. was built, kind of preordained for her. Do we think she's dead? If you don't see somebody specifically yep. die, you can never assume they're dead. I assume she's got some type of barrier covering her, like an old freaking ancient yeah. tomb style. Um, I kind of would be interested in another Wanda, perhaps. You know, like a multiverse Wanda. Although, you know, we have, what, Gamora in... We have a different multiverse version of Gamora with... um, What's it called? Dropping the ball here, Kayla. Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. right? Where it's a different Gamora and they don't have that love story history. It was in Dea, completely forgot about Spider Man and their relationship with Peter Parker. Yep. And so to add another layer of like Wanda not knowing everyone that she had worked with before, I don't know if that works. But this Wanda, I mean, she loses it. Everyone's dead, like almost unstoppable. In fact, she stopped herself. Yep. That was how it ended. It wasn't anyone else. It was yeah. her. What did you think about the Doctor Strange going into his dead body to inhabit it? Like, I know a lot of people were like, oh, this is so cool. Zombie Strange. I personally was like, what? He's been gone three days and his body's decomposed that bad. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I like the concept, but I thought they made it look a little too ridiculous, honestly. And I might be in the minority on that front. Yeah, it was silly. Like, that's the Sam Raimi, like, once I realized, like, oh, the goofiness. Yeah, like, that scene was kind of goofy. He reminded me of the zombie, um, the zombie character in, uh, what's that, Hocus Pocus? When they, like, res- have you seen Hocus Pocus? Um, probably. I don't know. I just, I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about it besides that it's about witches. Yeah, they resurrect, like, a zombie character, and he's kind of, like, silly. Like, I mean, to see Doctor Strange in this great Great look of him was amusing, but I don't know. Again, silly. It was like a horror meets silly in that regard versus like the chase scene that was pretty scary. Yeah, the chase scene was really cool. And then what are your thoughts on towards the end? He obviously uses the dark hold to inhabit the dead body to go not really save the day, but give America the encouragement she needed to save the day. And he's like, I feel fine. I feel great. I'm finally happy. Woohoo. I'm skipping around New York. Bam. Third eye appears on his head and he's screaming in pain. So clearly the dark, dark hold had an imminent impact on him. Now, I guess in the comics, he does have a third eye. So for comic fans, they were watching this like, oh, finally, this part of his character has arrived. I did love it visually. It was kind of creepy. Yeah, it was. I did see that he can kind of control it, like when it appears or not. And I don't know what it ultimately influences him and his powers, but it was creepy. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was uh, super odd. They have to throw in kind of that jump thing at the end. Which brings us to the a, mid, yeah, mid the credit mid credit scene. scene. Can I say, 
What a utter, utter delight to see an actress that I was stunned has not made her way to the Marvel Universe. And that is Charlize Theron. I was like, about time. And I don't even know what her character is. I mean, I do kind of now. But at the time, I was like, I'm in. Charlize Theron. Like, I'm jumping through a portal. Say no more, girl. I saw it with uh, Craig, a.k.a. Swarley, uh, my wife, his wife. And he was like, was that Charlize Theron? I was like, it looked like her, but... I don't know. Is that, I she's going to be hopping in right now? I don't think that was her. I was, was. stunned you didn't just, like, know ultimately yeah. when you saw her. Yeah. And uh, besides, like, the reveal that it's Charlize Theron, that was a pretty weak end of credits scene. He just hops into the portal with her. Yeah. Just to introduce her. That was the whole purpose. I think if you're coming from the comics, it was more exciting. If you weren't, you're like, who is this person? Yep. Where is it going? If you don't know the relationship that Cleo, who is Charlize Theron's character in the Marvel series now, who she is to Doctor Strange, you're like, okay. I think with a little bit of history, you can kind of see they have an important dynamic together. But yeah, it was. I, I want to see where else is going. Now, ultimately, I would say the film itself was the glimpse into the next thing, right? Like with America, like it's like, okay, she's going to be in this next movie show. And this is what we talked about on the Star mm -hmm. Wars pod a little bit and why one of the reasons we liked Rogue One so much, right? They weren't setting up a million movies. They had one clear goal and the goal was we need to get this information to the right people so that it, set, it does set up the whole rest of the series, but it's not, okay, let's introduce new characters. Let's do this. Let's think six steps ahead and all the Marvel movies at this point are doing that. It's how do we introduce the new characters to get the audience familiar with them so that we can have a spinoff show or a yes. spinoff movie. And I think the quality of the actual films is going down a little bit. And I think that's just a representation of the amount of content they're putting out between the hours of TV shows and the movies. Not everything can be A plus because they're pushing so much out that yes. people need to do it and you can, everything can't be the best. Unfortunately, yeah. no, not even for Disney. And I completely agree. It's just, I mean, they always were doing it, but now it just feels so egregious. Like yeah. it's this whole Dr. Strange film what did I learn more about Dr. Strange that I didn't know from the various Avenger movies and his standalone? He still has that dynamic where he kind of wants to be with Rachel McAdams' character and can't. Christine, I think her character yep. is. Christine. Um, okay. He's, he's still, got the third eye. That's... He's, he's got the third eye, and he potentially know what the next movie is going to involve, at least Charlie's Throne in some capacity. Okay, that's it. That's about two, two plus hours of information now i know way more about america and what she may get into but again it's just like what was the point how is this putting this main character forward i don't know also with the new marvel phase what are we in phase four now yes do we know who the big bad is do we know no. what the end goal is at this point i don't think so great point no we don't yeah so like it, i at one point i was like maybe it'll be wanda scarlet witch no apparently she sacrifices herself to save the day at the end of this so where are we going there are no infinity stones there's no thor or there's Thank no <laughs> there's no real big bad that they're going after you know we're we're just kind of in limbo right now waiting for how are these all going to intersect and that might be because we're privileged watchers where the first few phases were done so well that everything intertwined at the perfect moment and we got Avengers, which was awesome. And then we got Infinity War. Then we got Endgame. And they all really closed out the phases perfectly. 
And I just don't see the direction yet. Yes, yes. That's something we've definitely brought up. I think the series is going towards King the Conqueror, which I have not seen the Loki series. I believe he comes up in that series as the potential kind of villain. I know he has involved the Avengers in a capacity, especially as we're talking about multiverses more and more with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, etc., Wanda, um, that that's going to be a component. Again, I haven't seen Loki, so I can't really speak on it, but he yeah, is one he, floating around as a potential. is my assumption as well, because he does come into play in Loki's, especially towards the end of Loki. So you're like, all right, I guess this is how it's all going to tie together because of the control over the multiverses, the timeline. But we haven't had any other reference. I guess with Loki going, maybe he goes back to the timeline, talks to people. You have America that's traveling between them. They have a lot of things up in the air Mm -hmm. now that need to be resolved fairly quickly, I think. Because how many more movies do they have before this phase is closed out? I know this one is longer than the previous ones. It is. And we still have with Thor coming up next in July. But I'm not sure. We got, uh, you know, we got a few things in the works, especially the TV shows. It does become a bit of a what do I need to watch to watch this film, that type of thing. And, yeah, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to keep up with. Yeah, I still have to watch freaking Hawkeye. Yeah, and I need to watch Loki. (laughs) (laughs) We need to switch it up together. So, all right. Any other thoughts on Doctor Strange and the multitude of the multiverse? The multitude of the multitude of the multiverse. I didn't actually know. Um, no, I, you know, I'm glad I watched it. It was fun to watch that in theaters. I mm-hmm. think it's yes. it's a big, expansive movie. It's nice to watch on the big screen as opposed to the screen at home. So I would recommend that if you're a big Marvel fan. But besides that, I think we just get into our ratings. Okay. So you go first. All right. What's I went back rating? and forth. I'm going to give it four out of six okay. VHS. I love Wanda. I love the Scarlet Witch character. And to me, that was the main character that drove the movie. I cared less about America and Doctor Strange. Okay. I also gave it four out of six. And if I could do halves, it would have probably been a three and a half. Yep, same. Because um, I liked it. I didn't love it. You know, I wasn't raving about it. It's not a movie I'd go on and on about it. Um, I liked the America character. But again, I'd be more interested in where she goes from here than this, like, you know, adventure she was on with Doctor Strange. It was more just to talk about her powers and the Wanda of it. I don't know where Wanda ultimately is going to go, having done such terrible things now with the Darkhold. So I guess we'll see. Where would you rank it as far as the movies in Phase 4 that have already come out so far? I'd have to see what... I know the Eternals is Phase 4, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, the Eternals, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That was good. Um, Black Widow. (laughs) Well... And I think those are the only ones that have already come out. It probably would be like uh, maybe a three or four. Okay, You already know what my number one's going to be. I liked The Eternals. Like, I know people said a lot of bad things about it, but I enjoyed it. You know, I hated The Eternals. I think it's Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. I like Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And then it's probably close there at three with Black Widow. And then I have Eternals on the bottom end. Yeah, so we we need some more films to kind of add to it. I know Thor Ragnarok's probably going to jump up in the list for me when it comes out. Thor um, Love and Thunder. Yeah, thank Ragnarok you. Ragnarok was an old Oh, one. yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm going off the last Thor. So, yeah, so I'm excited what's to come. But again, a lot of, you know, not having clarity of what is going to be the main storyline that carries through. 
guess we'll see. Yeah, and of course, I'm excited to see where it goes, and we'll uh, have some more pods after these other movies come out. I assume we'll do one on Thor after we watch that, so... I guess we'll see, Kayla. I guess we will see. Good point. And on that note, that's it for our bonus content here. Lots more to come, and we'll see you next week. Well, that's it for this episode of Wrong Opinions Only. Please follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes. Until then, JK out.